0: Welcome to the Moot Community Podcasts. In this podcast, Ian Mobsby explores the theme of virtues and vices living in the contemporary world. This was recorded in the fourth Sunday of Lent, 2010. May my words be your words in the name of the Living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. We heard the words of Luke in the parable of the prodigal son. And these were the words that Luke said. We had to celebrate and rejoice, because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. Lost and has been found. The text talks about the son who seeks out his father's wealth before his time, driven by greed, who then loses everything. Telling this story another way to how Richard has used it, I want to explore it in the context of the Enneagram as a basis that many of us are exploring at the moment. I would say that the sun, who was a typical Enneagram number seven, the Epicure, who is by nature a joyful person, is dominated by the darker side of his personality, which relates to gluttony and greed, who allows this shadow side to dominate so much that he squanders everything by losing self-control. Only when he has lost everything does he come to his senses, blinded by his passions for so long, to recover some perspective to then draw on the healthier side of his personality, which is about sobriety and sufficiency. And in humility, after being taken to the limit of survival, goes back to his father for solace and forgiveness, expecting nothing in return. But finds an incredibly generous God who celebrates his return. He unfortunately encounters his brother, a typical number one in the Enneagram, a perfectionist, who has little compassion for his brother, whose passion of envy prevents him from celebrating the return of his brother. There is much to learn from this parable, that the younger brother had completely neglected his inner self, seeking out of freedom to run away and do what he wanted with accountability to no one. Abbot Jameson of Worth Abbey in the UK, in his book Seeking Happiness, talks about our contemporary culture where we are obsessed with outer freedom and utterly neglect our need for inner freedom. For some, the idea of inner freedom is believed to be a lie. This results in many people being enslaved by their inner compulsions, addictions and emotional moods. The great gift of the contemplatives and monastics is the realisation in the Christian tradition that we are called to seek inner as well as outer freedom. Inner freedom comes from facing the inner self, shadow and all, so that that through the love of God and the disciplines of prayer, inner attentiveness and self-care, we can prevent our passions distorting and destructing us. A quote from Abbot Jameson. It is strange that while contemporary society places so much emphasis on external freedom, interior freedom is often given short shrift. Sometimes the way people speak about the human heart implies in this interior world that there is no freedom. That is a fixed world that cannot be changed. Those within interior struggles are often held where they are by sympathy and understanding that stop short of really helping to move people forwards. Anger, pride, gluttony and greed, these and other feelings are not categorised by our society as disabilities, yet they prevent people from living the lives they would really like to live, either because they have a negative impact on the person experiencing them, or because they have a negative impact on other people. In the ancient tradition, there are around eight human passions that can deeply distort us, or equally, when faced, can become virtues. So the eight passions break down into three areas, about the body, gluttony, lust and greed, about the heart and mind, anger, sadness and assidia, about the human spirit, vanity and pride. For Abbot Jameson, assidia is the greatest problem in a consumptive culture of gratification, which is about the neg- neglect of our spiritual lives. Abbot Jameson goes on to say that through a pattern of spirituality and spiritual awareness and discipline, we can face ourselves to help shift our passions or vices to become virtues and strengths so that of the body gluttony becomes moderation lust becomes chaste love greed becomes generosity of the heart and mind anger becomes gentleness sadness becomes gladness and acidity becomes spiritual awareness of the spirit of the human spirit vanity becomes magnanimity and pride becomes humility in this pursuit we become more human less controlled by our passions, but instead find inner freedom. We neglect this at our peril. With self-neglect and a lacking spiritual life, our passions can dominate our drives and thinking. In extreme situations of addiction and compulsions, these passions, as drives, can quite literally feel like external demons that can control us and remove our autonomy and freedom. So, we neglect our inner selves and the need for a disciplined spiritual life at our peril. If I can make one comment about this community of moot, many, many people here are thinking rather than feeling types. The danger here is a total disconnection to your emotions and inner selves, which has the danger of existing at the surface of yourself, which risks depression, self-acceptance and wholeness. We have introduced contemplative prayer and the little service specifically to help thinking people to face their inner selves. Yes, this is difficult, but so important in a culture that does not want to face the call to inner attentiveness. We are now in the last Sunday of the season of Lent, now looking towards the passion of Christ that leads to the horrors of Good Friday and the miracles of Easter Sunday. We hold in tension the story of the prodigal son and Jesus' calling to die and come to life. In this season of Lent, remember that after Christ was baptised, he went into the desert to face his inner self, to work out in prayer and contemplation his sense of self and vocation. Facing his passions and calling to self-discipline whilst living out a virtuous life. We are called by Jesus to follow this same path, we remember that Jesus went into the desert because he wanted to hear God away from all the distractions of life to, place, to places at the limit of survival. So like the prodigal son, he went to a place of extreme to find his inner self and to encounter God. When he was there, we see he faced his own inner passions and demons in a state of contemplative prayer and fasting. First was his temptation to turn stones to bread, This signifies the first group of passions about the body, where he was tempted to a life of gluttony, lust and greed. But through inner attentiveness and discipline, he maintained an attitude of virtue, of sufficiency, moderation and generosity. Second was his temptation at the pinnacle of the temple to throw himself off and be saved by God. This signifies the second group of passions about heart and mind, anger, sadness and assiduity. Again, through inattentiveness and discipline, he an, maintained an attitude of gentleness, gladness, and spiritual awareness. Finally, he is taken up to the mountain and tempted to become the political king in partnership with Lucifer. This names the last group of passions about the human spirit, of vanity and pride. After much inner kind of struggle and inner attentiveness, he maintains an attitude of magnanimity and humility. So after these three tests in the 40 days of contemplative hardship, Jesus himself lives out the words of the prodigal son to celebrate and rejoice that Jesus, as fully human, found life, purpose and vocation. This is why we in Moot are currently looking at developing spiritual practices, virtues and postures to help us live out a rhythm of life, because each of us is called to live out a spiritual life, which requires inattentiveness And discipline to find and maintain inner freedom. We will be exploring these on the last Wednesday of each month after Easter to develop these for the whole community so please do help us to get this important task right. For now let us attend to our inner spiritual selves in this final part of Lent. Let us follow Jesus into facing our inner passions and vices seeking to make friends with our inner selves seeking peace and spiritual wholeness. We now have time to go through three stations around the church to explore symbolically your own passions and virtues in keeping with this beautiful story of Christ in the desert as a form of spiritual prayer and meditation. So be be brave and be real in your questing. We hope you've enjoyed this Moot podcast. For more information on Moot, its community and its mission, please go to the Moot website at www.moot.uk.net.